Hey y'all, it's Cheyenne. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Sickly Sweet Podcast. If this is your first time joining me, hi, I'm your host, Cheyenne. If this is your second, third, fourth, or fifth time joining me, hi. Hi, dude. <laughs> anyway, today is finally, hopefully, this recording goes through. This is the case I was going to talk about, but ended up having technical difficulties with because it recorded halfway and then as I kept sitting here talking about the case, I found out it only recorded half of it. So, I don't know. Anyway, today's story is going to be another fetal abduction story, which I've done two of these before. I did one with Heather Megan Snively, and I did one with Marlene Ochoa Lopez. You can check those out in my playlist. If you are sensitive to material that involves children, or if you are a person that is very squeamish and doesn't like to hear things that are graphic, I would highly suggest skipping this episode Listener discretion is definitely advised on this. So with that, let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about Felicia Scott and Carithia Curry. This story takes place in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and it takes place during the 1990s. Now, this is going to be a strange story, but try to keep up with me. Felicia Scott was the mother of two children already, and she had just got into a relationship with a new boyfriend. She was insecure about the relationship and felt that the only way to keep her new boyfriend was to have a baby with him. So she told her boyfriend, her friends, and her family that she was expecting a baby. However, in 1994, she had a hysterectomy, which would have made this impossible. During the time that she was going through her pregnancy, shall we say, she met a 17-year-old girl named Carethia Curry, who was actually pregnant. The two of them formed a friendship, had shopped in children's departments together. She was sharing expectant mother stories together. And basically, they were bonding as two women that were going to be having children. In January 31st, 1996, this is some time that has moved because they met in the fall of 1995, Carithia, her mother, and Felicia had went out shopping together, and they had dropped off Carithia's mother. Felicia and Carithia had went to go get pizza, and when they returned to Felicia's apartment, however, it was not going to be a normal night. This is where things get pretty graphic, so please, if you're sensitive. Instead of the two of them sitting and having a normal conversation and spending time together as friends, Felicia pulled out a gun and shot Carithia twice in the head. The bullets did not kill her. However, while she was laying there bleeding, Felicia took a butcher knife and cut her down the entire length of her torso. She then removed her baby, which was a baby girl, from her womb. She placed the body in a garbage can and taped it shut. When the boyfriend, Felicia's boyfriend, had come home, he had asked her about the baby. She said that she needed him to take the garbage can and dispose of it because she had put the bloody rags and tissues and things she had used to clean up in the garbage can. He said that in a later testimony to court, he said that he didn't question about the weight of it, that he just did what he was told and took it and dumped it in a ravine. Now, I mean, let's be honest about this just for a second. You're not going to ask how a couple bloody towels and some tissues is about the weight of a human being's body. I mean, nothing. But I mean, he's not exactly going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I helped her dispose of evidence and I helped her get rid of this girl's body. 
The two went to a hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, and were somehow able to convince the hospital staff there that the baby was Felicia's, and so a birth certificate was issued, and Felicia was named as the baby's mother. In the meantime, Carithia's mother at 2.30 a.m. had called Felicia and asked her where her daughter was because she, she had not come home. Felicia lied to her and said, oh, I dropped her off at the house, and she told her, well, she's not here. She told her, well, I don't know where she could be because I was at a hospital in Birmingham and gave birth to a baby. It was then that a red flag went up in Carethia's mother's head because her daughter was missing and Felicia claimed she had just given birth. And so she became suspicious she had her daughter's baby. She called the police and sent them to her home. And she was able to show the birth certificate. And so for a short time, the police had believed her story and they left her alone. In March of 1996, Carethia's body was found in the garbage can that it was kind of vague on how it was found. I don't know if it washed up or it had flooded or something, but the garbage can with her remains had shown up. And when the police found this was the missing woman, they went back to Felicia's apartment and had arrested her. She initially blamed everything on her boyfriend, saying that it was him, and in turn, he blamed her. They charged the boyfriend with aggravated kidnapping, and I believe some kind of obstruction of justice charge. It was kind of vague, but he received like 20 years in prison, and unfortunately, I think he probably has been released by now and served his sentence. Felicia, however, is still serving time for murder, and she is serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. As far as Carithia's baby, the little girl was placed with her birth father, and so hopefully things are good for her, and she's, I would imagine, you know, a grown woman now, and hopefully she only remembers the good things about her mother and not the brutal ending that her mother had. I mean, it's a sad story. And when I was doing research on the story, the thing that was the most sad is that Carithia lived cut open, shot in the head twice and stuffed in that garbage can for 12 hours. I mean, had somebody been able to find her, there's a possibility that she may have lived because she did live for 12 hours. I would imagine that it was probably blood loss that ended up being her official cause of death, but it did not give an official cause on the, on the news sources that I had looked at. And I mean, Felicia, she just, she had two children. And I mean, if she wanted another child that bad, there's surrogates, there's adoption, there's so, so many options. And I mean, I know that she wanted to keep her boyfriend. And I know, you know, but I mean, when the two of you go out and you kill some poor girl and take her baby and... I mean, it just, it goes beyond the realms of reality. I mean, when this is how we're spending time together as a couple, committing a murder, stealing a child, dumping a body in a ravine, and I mean, it just, it's one of those things where it's like you see somebody steal a car, and then they take somebody hostage, and then they kill somebody. It's just, it keeps building and it's getting worse. I think it would have just been better to either adopt a child or try in vitro and fertilization. I know she had a hysterectomy, but I'm sure that there would have been some kind of way to possibly use one of her eggs and his sperm and have a surrogate to deliver the child. But I guess desperation, people don't think, and people unfortunately don't make the right choices. And 
I can understand that she wanted a child again, but it's not like she didn't have children. I mean, she already had two children, and instead of enjoying her children, she did what she did, and somebody lost their life, and now a little girl is without her mother. And I mean, it's just a sad and very heartbreaking story all around. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'd I'd like to know if you guys would like to hear more of these stories because, I mean, there's quite a bit of fetal abduction stories. The first one went in 1974. It was the, I'm sure there was probably before, but it was the first that's known on record. And the newest one is from 2019, although I'm sure as crazy as this year has been, somewhere there will be a story that pops up. There may be something happening right now while you're listening to this podcast. So that we may eventually talk about on here, but I don't know. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys would like to hear more of these, please don't hesitate to get a hold of me. I know they're a little bit strong, but they are strange and unusual cases, and not a lot of people seem to talk about these kind of cases. I don't know if it's through sensitivity or if it's they don't want to talk about it or it's it's too taboo, but... I mean, on true crime, we talk about everything. We talk about decapitations, dismemberments, and we talk about all kinds of horrible things. And it's just another thing, even though it's a horrible on a different kind of extent. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on the case. I'd love to, you know, talk to you guys about it, hear from you, all that good stuff. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find Sickly Sweet Podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. I'm on most podcasts and platforms. You can also find Sickly Sweet Podcast on Instagram, which is where I'm usually most active. Well, I do have a Twitter account too, but I'm usually most active. And the best way to get a hold of me is to usually contact me on Instagram because I post on there a couple times a day to update about new shows and this and that. So If you guys want to talk to me, that's usually the best way. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Thank you guys so much for over 700 listens. And that means more to me than you guys could ever possibly know. I will be doing a new update, though, however, on the Suzanne Morphew case. So please keep an eye out for that one. I know a lot of you guys have listened to that show. It's one of my most popular. So I will be doing an update on her case soon. And I will be doing an update on the Peter Manfredonia case. So... Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like, share, leave a rate, a review, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a fellow lover of true crime about the podcast. It would really help me out. And it's a free way. So, But thank you guys again. And until next time, please be safe. And until next time, take care, y'all.